Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Crazy Canuck Front and Center podcast, where we talk about the stuff that people tend to shy away from, and where we encourage, don't be politically correct. Don't use a filter. Say what you're thinking. So, everybody, grab a drink, smoke a lefty, whatever it is you want to do, sit back, relax, and let's have a little chit-chat. I want to start this podcast off, I want to ask a question. It's a question I've asked numerous people over years. Now, say, whether it be one of your children or a friend or coworker, whatever, but they're in a really shitty relationship, and you see it. You know, the person they're with is constantly lying to them, um, putting them down, making major decisions without consulting with them, you know, just basically treating them like shit. What is your reaction or what do you do? Do you go to that person or your child and say, hey, you know what? You need to get out of this. Or do you just ignore it, let it go? So let's take that and flip it just a little bit. That person that's the, the, the bad person, so to speak, in the relationship is our drama teacher, Prime Minister, Trudeau. Constantly lying to us, the people of Canada. Constantly scamming us, doing backroom deals. You know, if, if let's be honest, if he hadn't prorogued government, he would have been found guilty, so to speak, of the scandal for the WE charity. He's even gone so far now as the documents that, that they've been asking for, they've now been informed, oh, sorry, we accidentally destroyed them. What is this jackass hiding? But like that bad relationship, people still keep supporting him, keep making excuses for him, keep promoting him and believing everything he says. It, it literally blows my mind. It, 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 it's a shitty analogy, but I'm going to step out on the limb here and say it. It's like the battered woman. They stay. They have their reasons for it. We may not know it. And eventually one day they leave. Well, I'm asking you people, when are you going to quit supporting Trudeau and his crimes and his lying and his deceit? It, it, it's scary. It's literally scary what he and his politicians have done and continue to do what they want to do. And you keep supporting it. I don't know if you are just blind or literally stupid. I, I it. it I can't say it enough. It boggles my mind. Now, obviously because the big thing going on in everyone's lives is COVID. We're going to talk about that for a bit. And being from Ontario, we see good old turncoat Dougie Trudeau. Or, well, I guess we should call him Doug Trudeau, actually. But Dougie Ford on TV. And he has this one saying that I hear him saying all the time. And when he says it, I feel like puking. You know, that is kind of common with when he talks, but the one phrase in general really gets me going. And it's when he says, come on, people, we're all in this together. Really? Could have fooled me. Because I see thousands of people that don't have a job, that are losing their businesses, losing their homes. Suicides are up. Drug overdoses are up. Divorces are up. Bankruptcies are up. All the bad shit's up. But you know where that's not happening? With the people that are still getting their paychecks, such as teachers, government employees, so on and so on. Because this hasn't affected them yet. They don't mind the lockdowns. They don't mind that the stores are closed. They, it hasn't affected them yet. So until it gets to the point that they are affected, they're not going to understand what the other people are going through. So no, Doug, we're not in this together. Like everything else that our governments, both federal and provincial, have done, it's created a massive division. Literally, even more so than before, you have the haves and the have-nots. Unfortunately, most of us don't get a paycheck from the government. The ones that are getting screwed are the ones that have worked hard, that have busted their ass. Because now everything they've worked for is literally being thrown away. 
because the government would rather side with big corporations. It doesn't matter what anybody says. There is no, absolutely no reasoning that it is okay for a Walmart to be open, have two, three hundred people, however many that they're allowed in there. I know it's a lot more than a small store could have. The inability to control the people that are in there, have indoor food in that Costco. We've all seen pictures of it. Don't pretend like you haven't. And yet someone like the Adamson Barbecue was closed down. And we'll kind of talk about him in a little bit. So no, we're not in this together. There's two sides to this battle. There's the ones that live everyday life, that are being affected by this, that can sit back and see the idiocy, the lunacy, versus the ones that aren't affected. They're either retired, so they're still getting their paycheck sitting at home, and it's nothing against retired people, but this isn't affecting you. You can't go see your grandchildren or whatever else. I understand that. But you're not worried about where your money's coming from, where your bills are getting paid. Same as teachers, same as government workers, et cetera, et cetera. It, 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 it stymies my brain. Until public employees get a pay cut and start to feel the pinch of what's going on, they're not going to understand. And no, we are not in this together. So I really think, Doug, you can take that phrase and shove it up your ass. Because it's not true. Like just about everything else you say lately. Something else that I've seen pop up in the past little bit. Um, there's a thing called bridge loans that the government's offering for businesses. In order to help them through this COVID stuff. And it, it, it really boggles my mind because if you want the bridge loan. You can get it. But you have to give up an equal portion of your business in ownership to the government. Think about that for a minute. I had some idiot say to me, oh, it's no different than when they bailed out GM. Really? It's a whole lot different, you moron. When the government bailed out GM, it was because GM had idiots running the company. They got greedy and everything else. They were losing money but still giving multi-million dollar bonuses to the big shots and everything else. They created their own situation. This situation has been created by the government. Without, so far that I have seen, without any science, without any anything to back it up, other than opinions. I've said from the beginning of this, where's your science? Where's your facts? Where's your studies to back up what you're saying? For whatever reason, our government doesn't want to put that out there. That on its own should get you thinking. If it's honest and if it's literal, they should be very transparent. But they're not being transparent. So, yeah, they're going to help you to get a situation that they fucked up. They're going to give you money, basically give you back your own money, let's be honest. Charge you some interest on it, but you got to give an ownership stake to the government. Oh, but wait, I forgot an important part. You don't have to necessarily give them an ownership stake because you can give them the cash equivalent. <laughs> that is such a liberal way of looking at doing things. If they had the godforsaken cash, why would they be coming to you for the loan? Because with everything going on and the way the governments have been treating businesses, I'm pretty sure they don't trust the businesses or the government any more than I do. So they're going to use their cash before they go to the government for a loan. But the reason I bring this up is because there's been a lot of discussion about the Agenda 2030 and the Great Reset. Um, and I'll admit, at the beginning of this shit way back when, when I would hear that stuff, I was the one that would roll my eyes and in my head think, oh God, put the tinfoil hat on. I thought it was BS. You know, I looked into it, seen what it was about, and like, yeah, okay, whatever. And I guess... Some part of me always kind of thought, yeah, I could see Trudeau going for something like this. I really could. Um, you know, he, he's a communist dictator tyrant wannabe, so I could see him wanting stuff like that. But I didn't think that was something that our government would ever legitimately say, yeah, we want this. Fast forward to not too long ago where Trudeau does a 
speech, but more or less, to the United Nations about Agenda 2030 and the Great Reset, which, keep in mind, is not a government program. It's essentially sponsored or thought out by the World Economic Forum, which is a bunch of rich people that meet in Davos, Switzerland every year. Um, so, yeah, key words there. Some of the richest people in the world and some world leaders meeting to discuss what to do with our future. Hmm. If you have any common sense in your body, you're going to question the motives on that. But anyways, so here's Big Bad Trudeau, the drama teacher, literally saying that the pandemic has given the opportunity to advance the Agenda 2030 and the Great Reset. His words, not mine. And as soon as I heard that, like saw it with my own eyeballs, my memory flashed back to quite some time ago when I was looking into this 2030 to see what this, what I thought at the time the tinfoil hat wearers were going on about. And I remember watching a video that the World Economic Forum put out about 2030 to, to kind of spot, like build it up and how exciting you should be and this, this is amazing. And the guy that was commentating it, when he got to the one part, you could, even though you couldn't see him, you could tell that he had a big smile on his face, just the way he was talking and vocalizing. And he literally says, by 2030, you will own nothing. You will rent everything you need. As soon as I saw that in the original video, I started laughing and, okay, yeah, whatever. Fast forward to now, and true dummy saying how he supports that. So keep in mind, we're going to add some things up here. On video, like his words, he has said how he admires communist China and how they can do things without having to basically get permission. He is in support and thinks that the pandemic has allowed him to advance Agenda 2030 and the Great Reset so that you can own nothing. Think about that for a little bit. Let it stew through your brain who owns everything then? The government. If the government owns everything, what can they do? They can control. So if you go to the government and you get a loan to con to carry your business through this hard time right now that the government has created, COVID hasn't created this. COVID is there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not one of these people that say that COVID's not real. It is. But the government lockdowns, the government control, that is what has created the financial situation for millions of people and businesses. So you now might get forced to go to them to get a loan, but in exchange for that, you have to give them partial ownership of your company. What happens now? You don't do what the government wants you to do. Oh, we're going to call out the loan. Well, I haven't got the money to pay the loan. Everything's still screwed up. Well, then I guess we're going to take your business. I used to think that would never happen in my country, in this gorgeous, beautiful country of Canada. I honestly do think it could happen now. I could see and honestly believe that the drama teacher wants that. The Great Reset is literally taking the wealth from everybody and distributing it equally amongst everybody. That's the Great Reset. So people that have worked really hard or spent time and money and effort to go to school and educate themselves or busted their ass and, and made a business that's really good or whatever. He doesn't want those people. But I guarantee those uber elites, that 1%, they won't get affected because they're the ones behind the Agenda 2030 and the we. And people, say what you want. This is not conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theory is not Fact. This is fact. This is stuff that our Prime Minister has said with his own mouth. And if that doesn't scare the shit out of you, I honestly don't know what to say. <laughs> because it should. The fact that they're controlling what gets seen and said on social media. The fact that they want to take everything from you and have said it. All these things should add up to make you extremely extremely afraid of what is going on in this country. I guarantee you, all of our relatives that fought in World War I, World War II, 
well, pretty much anywhere, are rolling in their graves. Some other EDC that I've been seeing going on around, and this one I literally, the first time my jaw pretty much hit the floor, I thought, how can one person be so stupid? You know, immediately came to mind the, the phrase that I used to always hear, thank God breathing comes natural. But then I started seeing it more and more and more. And it was kind of almost like it went viral on social media. And I'm sure you've all seen this, where someone will make a comment about how flu numbers are basically non-existent. Most of us know why that is. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. But you will have some person that thinks they're super intelligent. <laughs> and I have, I'm have i going to hazard a guess that they're actually a mouth breather. But anyways, they will come back and they will say, well, that's because of wearing masks and social distancing and hand washing. That's beating the flu. And then a couple comments later, the same person, and I've seen this more times than I can count, that same person will get on somebody's case because they're going on about the numbers of COVID and they will say to that person, the numbers are going up because people aren't wearing masks and they're not social distancing. Whoa, back the fuck up. You intellectual reject, you just said two seconds ago that flu's down because of everybody wearing masks and social distancing and washing their hands. And out of the other side of your face, you're now saying that COVID's going up because people aren't doing it. I swear to God, people, I'm going to get t-shirts made that say the left believes that they can suck and blow. It absolutely, the, the, the idiocy amazes me. <laughs> wow. I still can't get over the fact that, you know, yes, the flu and COVID are two different viruses, but they're from the same family. The flu and COVID have almost the identical transmission style through droplets and the coughing and sneezing, et cetera, et cetera. There's, there's decades and decades of studies showing that mask wearing does very little to mitigate the spread of influenza A or B. And it all, it's all been ignored. Now we're saying, hey, that's why we're not getting the flu. Like, can you guys not? I wish I could have some kind of a video camera all the time, like the police have, you know, those ones they have to wear. So I could freaking tape these idiots when they say this shit and play it back to them because I don't think they really realize what they're saying. At least I hope to God they don't because if they do, oh my good God. Now, Another thing that came up this week that, that that struck my funny bone, I guess, was all of a sudden it comes out that we may not have any vaccines for COVID in the near future, and we don't know when they're going to come. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Just like I keep saying, I'm not an anti-masker. But this virus scares the shit out of me. Or not the virus. This vaccine scares the shit out of me. They have absolutely rushed a vaccine. No ifs, ands, or buts. To the point where some of these tests um, literally have been called out because the way it's made is very similar to uh, a vaccine that they were working on many years ago for HIV. And they found that the vaccine actually made it easier for, for men to get the H HIV vac or disease. There's just so many things. There's people have died from this vaccine in the trials. Um, we haven't had, like, everyone knows, normally it's 8 to 10 years. If you've done proper testing and this has been vetted and everything else, fine. But you haven't. You've rushed this. You can't come up with a vaccine, a good vaccine for the flu. Best case scenario, it's 30 to 40% effective. Because they literally guess, based on previous years, what strains of influenza they're going to put into that vaccine. We have had the vaccine for flu for 78 years, but we still have the flu. The flu still kills thousands of people in Canada every year. Everyone thinks this is going to be this magic bullet. It's going to be a magic bullet to control people, I think. Six months ago, someone had said that to me. I would have said, nah, come on. 
But now I do think that. I honestly do think that. And I think if you look around and quit watching mainstream media and start doing some research, I think you might start thinking that as well. But when it comes to the vaccine, as I said earlier, now they're saying that we don't know when we're going to be able to get it. And yet, our prime minister has spent hundreds of millions of dollars to other countries to, to develop this vaccine. And we're not going to get it right away? Why not? He says, because we don't have the facilities to manufacture it. Well, there's a professor at the School of Epidemiology in Ottawa, Amir Adaran. I hope I said his name right. And he's basically calling Trudeau out on it. He's saying it's idiocy. He says, if you look at AstraZeneca, who has one of the bigger vaccines for the COVID that's going to be coming out, they can make 8,000 liters of cells, which they need to make the vaccine. And that 8,000 liters translates into a billion vaccines in one year that they can make. Now, here in Canada, we have this place called the Canadian National Research Council, which has a facility that can do 500 liters of the cells needed to make the vaccine, and that 500 liters would translate into 60 million vaccines. So we do have the facilities. We do have the people. We do have the smarts. Why is he saying we don't? I th- slip back to, I can't remember a name off the top of my head, but it's the lady that's kind of in charge of, you know, the deals that are being made for everything we need to buy and do for COVID and everything else. And someone called her out a few weeks ago saying, hey, there's no transparency. We don't know where your money's gone, what you're doing. We need to know. We want to see all this paperwork. And she literally said, oh, we can't show you that because it might freak people out and they won't want to do deals with Canada anymore. What? I, I, I literally couldn't believe I just heard what this twit said. You don't want to show us it's our money but you don't want to show us what you're spending our money on because they might not do deals again. Hmm. The only time I've ever heard of that is when there's shady deals going on. Which I'm starting to think is the same with the vaccines. I have said all along that my personal opinion is that there is a lot of money being wrapped up with this COVID. Big Farm is going to make billions and billions and billions of dollars off of this. There's all kinds of research that there are other ways to battle this. Whether you agree, disagree, that's irrelevant at this point. Even the Dr. Fochi from the States did an article, a peer-reviewed article, six years ago, stating the hydrochloroquine was amazing to combat coronaviruses. But all of a sudden, now, he's against it. Why? Why the flip-flop? He's never been able to answer that. And he's never said that he was wrong before. He just ignores the questions. Kind of like Trudeau himself, who can't answer a question. You want to have, like, I've said this numerous times. If you want to have a good time, laugh your ass off, watch Canadian Parliament, watch when the opposition asks him a question. And a simple question, one that just needs a yes or no answer or a number. He can't answer it. He goes on about all the good stuff that his Parliament's done and this and that, but he won't answer the goddamn question. Why? Because he knows if he answers it, he's going to get nailed for perjury. He's going to get caught lying. That's the only reason. And I kind of go back to the beginning of this podcast. Why do you keep supporting him? Ontario has not been very good at reporting COVID numbers. They've admitted all over the place, our governments, our health boards, that they're combining died with and died from COVID numbers. Hate to break it to you, that's two different ways of dying. You either died died from a heart attack or you died from COVID. But yet it doesn't matter what happens, it seems like you're put down as a COVID death. And they've admitted this very publicly. They've admitted very publicly that our testing is not correct. It's an extremely well-known fact that we have absolutely massive false positive numbers because of the way they're testing. That's irrefutable fact, not conspiracy theory. It's fact. Why is all this going on? Why are we shutting down businesses again? If the lockdown worked the first time, why are we doing it again? 
If it didn't work the first time, why are we doing it again? Why is it yet again okay for massive corporations to be open? But small small ma-and-pa businesses are being closed. They're being raked over the coals and destroyed. People go on about the Adamson barbecue. The one in Toronto that a lot of people have been talking about because he said, screw you, we're going to stay open. I'm so proud of that guy. God damn, I'm proud of him for having the balls and standing up and saying no. And yet, the third day, 6 o'clock in the morning, our police, under direction of the health department, (laughs) think about this, the health department, not the politics, not anything else, under the health department, they go in, break into this man's business, change the locks, and board it up and kick him out. How does that seem right? And I'm going to go to a very basic, basic, basic thing. If you're afraid of it, don't go near it. People like Adam with the restaurant, the people that do the the freedom rallies and whatnot, I see all the time people saying, all these anti-maskers, they're retarded, they're... No, they're not anti-maskers. Yes, there are some. They are very few. Most of the people that are doing these... They're pro-choice for the mask. If you want to wear it, wear it. People that are vulnerable should be wearing it. They say that. This isn't about the disease, if it exists or not. They say, oh, you don't believe in the disease. No, most of them do realize it's there. (laughs) They do. They're talking about the way it's been handled, the fact that the government overreach. I've encouraged you before, and hopefully some some of you have done this. Go online. Look up the Emergency Act for Canada. We don't meet the requirements for them to enact it. We just don't. It says right in the very beginning of the Emergency Act that it cannot supersede the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. And yet it has. They've made laws and rules based on the Emergency Act, which they shouldn't have. And I will get, just, I'm going to backtrack a sec. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt for the when they first enacted the Emergency Act because we didn't know a whole lot about COVID at the time. We do now. That Emergency Act should have been squashed a long time ago. The government overreach and the government telling us that, that we can't see our family for Christmas. And Did you guys see the article in the paper about this poor lady that's 90 years old and if they're going to lock down again, she's literally said that I want government-assisted suicide, euthanasia. I'm not going through this again, she said. Life is precious, life is short. And guess what? We're all going to fucking die at some point in time. None of us want to, but it's going to happen. Going back to previous podcasts where I said, average age of death in Canada is 82.2. Average age of a COVID death in Canada is 84. What's that tell you? Alberta was really good for releasing their numbers. And when they released their numbers, they were very detailed. They even included the deaths that were from COVID, deaths that were um, died with and died from, comorbidities. Everything was listed. So as of November 11th in Alberta, they had 359 COVID deaths. How many do you think of those were 100% just COVID? No comorbidities, nothing else, just COVID. Ten. Ten deaths out of 359 were just COVID. 75% of those deaths had three or more comorbidities, which are type 2 diabetes, cancer, heart disease, liver disease, on and on and on. So they were dying anyways. This is not, I keep telling people, shut your TV off. You know, it doesn't matter what you want to believe, the facts state and the facts are very easily provable that cases do not mean COVID, period. One in six cases is actually COVID. And unfortunately, most of those people that actually have COVID wouldn't even know. 
They keep going on about, oh, we break records about how many cases we have. Yeah, cases, not deaths, cases. But at the same time, we're also doing record numbers of testing. So, of course, we're going to get more. Come on, common sense, people. It's got to it's gotta kick in at some point in time. For the love of God, please let it kick in. Now, as you all know, I do like social media and I do like memes. <coughs> and I've seen a couple lately that really struck a chord. The one, <laughs> lady standing there holding a sign that says, the real conspiracy theorists believe that the government cares about them, that the media would never mislead or lie to them, and that the pharmaceutical industry that makes billions off of our sickness wants to cure them. So let's talk about that one, because it's so true. If our government really gave a shit about us, they wouldn't do a whole lot of stuff that they do. If our government really cared about us, decades ago, they would have fixed the issue with nursing homes. CTV did a, I guess you'd call it an expose. Only like a week or two ago. And at the time, in Canada, there was 10,947 COVID deaths. And out of those 10,947, 10,781, or 98.4%, were directly related to long-term care homes. So I keep going back to the fix the problem where the problem is. If 98.4% of the deaths are related to long-term care homes, and as we all know, We've been bitching for decades that long-term care homes, private and public, need to be fixed. There's issues. If the government had of, I don't know, instead of spending $400 million on some third world country, had spent it on nursing homes and started fixing the situation that they have created, there's a lot of deaths we probably wouldn't have had. But yet, out of all the deaths, 1.6% are not long-term care. And we're locking everything down, destroying lives. Does that make, does that seriously make sense to you? You have these people, oh, but you can spread it. Oh my good God. Really? Asymptomatic spread has been said for a very long time now. The spread of asymptomatic people is basically non-existent. And if you use some common sense, you're going to realize that's not, it's just not going to happen. You're always going to have the exception to the rule. But again, it's very similar to the flu. When you start presenting symptoms and realize that you're sick, and now you're coughing and sneezing and spreading the virus, you stay home because you're not feeling good. Same with COVID. If you're asymptomatic, you're not spreading it because you're not out coughing and, and spitting or whatever. You know, it's common sense, people. I don't know. Like I keep saying, that's the the real pandemic. But instead, because 1.6% of the deaths, not the population, the deaths, <laughs> have happened. Kids couldn't go to school for the longest time. School's all screwed up and they have what looks like Martian aliens teaching them now. Um, <laughs> everything is getting shut back down. Come on, people. It's a coronavirus. Just like the flu and every other coronavirus, it's going to follow the typical timeline. Wintertime, just like flu season, it starts speaking and going up, going through the roof. Come summertime, dies off. I have said so many times, and I would love to see the actual science, the studies and whatnot, that the government's using to make these decisions. Because as of right now, I don't believe our government, and you shouldn't either. Even the Attorney General for Ontario has said these decisions are not being made by the right people. Doug Ford is making the decisions. She came right out and said it. It's her job to fact check. Hmm. Why is it that we had a nurse, and I couldn't help but laugh, drama queen from, from Manitoba, and she does this video, and she's bawling, oh my God, it's so bad here. It's just awful. There's so many people that were triaging them in their cars in the parking lot. Oh, my God. It's, it's the beginning of the end of times and all this horse shit. 
immediately people that lived in Steinbach went to the hospital to see, oh my God, it can't be that, but we've heard nothing about it. They show up at the hospital and they start videotaping. There's nobody in the hospital. There's nobody in the parking lot. There's nobody triaging in the parking lot. There's nobody in the hospital. There's no hallway patients like this lady's going on about. What kind of crack are these people smoking? Why do they need to create a pandemic? Why do they need to create this fear when it's just not true? Think about this, people. We have had hallway medicine and hospitals that are that are backlogged for decades. It's not new. It just isn't. Our every every government that comes in, oh, we're going to fix it. We're going to fix it, and they, and they don't. We have had hospitals that have been at the brink, so to speak, from just everyday life. But we now have, because of COVID, over 2,500 ICU beds. Not even 10%, not even 5%. I think, actually, sorry, I think we finally hit around the 5% mark are being used for, our, for COVID patients. That's not a pandemic. They have to keep preaching the paranoia. They have to keep preaching the numbers instead of the deaths or whatnot because they have to do that in order to keep the Emergency Act going. Like I said, go look it up. You'll see what I mean. There's only two ways to enact the Emergency Act, one of them being in order to control a health outbreak that will overwhelm the system. It's not overwhelming the system. I have friends that work in the healthcare industry that are laughing like, our hospital's dead, there's nobody here. Like I mentioned in the last podcast with the young guy that died in Saskatchewan, there was eight people that had COVID and he wasn't getting surgeries done. We're backlogged now for surgeries and everything else, things that people need in order to stay alive, but they're not allowed to get them again. There's your backlog. Like Common sense, just it, does, it just doesn't exist. The facts don't back anything up that our government is saying. To question the government is not wrong. To question science is not wrong. And the reason I say that is because the other meme that I saw, we've had issues for decades of bullying. Um, a lot of people will say nowadays to the kids, you know, oh, come on, they got to grow a spine or get some thicker skin. And to a, to a degree, I agree. To a point, I mean, I agree. But when we were young, when you got off the school bus, the bullying was done. You didn't have to worry about anything else. Unfortunately, now you have social media. The bullying doesn't stop. But unfortunately, the big bullies now aren't the kids. It's adults that have a different opinion than somebody else. And yes, this goes from both sides, left and right. I personally see more of it from the left. But you see it from both sides. And the meme that I saw on social media said, this is what the new bullying looks like. You're endangering my life. You're being selfish. You don't care about anyone but yourself. Just wear the damn mask. You have no respect for doctors or nurses. I hope you aren't allowed health care. I hope you get a ticket for not complying. I hope you or someone in your family gets COVID and dies. Wow. (laughs) Tough times bring out what people's real hearts are. If you have the audacity to say any of those to somebody, your opinion, your thoughts, and my, my opinion just went for a shit. I don't want anybody to die. It's a fact of life. We're all going to die. But I don't want someone to die. I don't want someone to get COVID and die. But I also don't want to see someone's life destroyed for such a minuscule amount that have to worry. That's where I have the issue. We should be doing like Sweden and Belarus. Now, very, 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 very rarely do I ever get to have a good discussion, shall we say, with a liberal. It's rare. And I was at a business not too long ago, and there was a young man there. And we got talking and shooting the shit. And I asked him, just because the way he was talking... I kind of had a gut feeling, but I said, uh, you don't mind me asking, are you liberal? And he says, yeah, I, I picture myself as being a liberal. But the neat thing was you could actually have a discussion with this young guy. It didn't matter if you had a different opinion. We discussed 
my side, my opinion, and my facts with his, and had an absolutely amazing discussion for a couple of hours. And there were some things that in my mind were very, very important that him and I agreed on. One was when he went to school, he um, went to university, got himself a really good degree. But he did say how in university now, you can't have an opinion that goes against the left. Because if you do, you're ostracized, you're shamed, you're shunned, and like just on and on and on. And it's true. Universities used to be kind of the breeding ground of free speech, the breeding ground of what we would have thought as strange ideas, but it was what education was. And now the left really wants to stymie that. And you see it more and more and more. You don't agree with me. And what does the left tend to do right away? Call you a fascist, a Nazi, a racist, a bigot, on and on. All the catchwords that they use now. And the sad part is they can't even realize that it's them that are actually behaving like fascists. They're the ones that want to get rid of free speech. Free speech is something that we should hold extremely dear. It is absolutely amazing when you can sit down with someone that has a different opinion from you and have an adult discussion and compare notes and compare views and opinions and I might change my mind, he might change his, nobody might change their mind, but we understand each other better. It's amazing. You liberals should try it. It it blew my mind. And there were some other things we talked about. He and his parents immigrated here from India. And we got talking about immigration. And I said, you know, Canada needs immigration. It doesn't matter what anyone thinks because I'll I'll agree. There are a lot of idiots out there that we don't want to immigrate. We need immigration in Canada. No ifs, ands, or buts. We need it. But we need good immigration. So we got talking about the immigration. And I said, what do you think about this deal that Trudeau just announced where we're going to have 1.2 million more? He said, well, we need immigration. I said, yeah, I agree. We do. I said, but what do you think of the fact that he's admitted that probably half of them or 600,000? So if it's Trudeau saying half, let's, it's probably going to be closer to 750, 800,000 are going to need social assistance. Why are we becoming a welfare country? Why are we allowing immigration from other countries so they can come here and go on to welfare? That's not the way it used to be. And even he was saying when his parents came, they had to have so much cash in the bank and they had to have jobs and they had to have this and that. It took them years to get it. And then when they finally got here and they went through and everything was done and they were kind of like stamped, okay, you're good to go, they were on their own. Take care of yourself. There was no social assistance for them. You wanted to come here for a better life, so go to work and make a better life. Why... When we can't take care of the people that are in this country, when we're rapidly encroaching on a trillion dollar debt in this country, when we hear our politicians all the time say, oh, well, we we have to discuss how we're going to take care of the water issues on the reserves because we don't have the money for it. We don't have the money to put more money into mental health. We don't have the money for our veterans. We don't have the money for this and that. But you've got the money to put another minimum 600,000 people on welfare. You have the money to spend billions of dollars on foreign aid instead of your own people. He is more, Trudeau, when I say he, I'm assuming you all know that I mean the drama teacher, is more worried about what foreign countries and foreign people see him as versus what his own people here in Canada see him. And I go back to the beginning of this podcast. What the fuck are you people thinking that still support this moron? He doesn't care about you. Our government does not care about you. I I laugh every time I hear someone, oh, but they gave us this and they gave us that. Oh my God, are you for real? They take our money through taxes and sales tax and carbon tax and this tax and that tax and oh my good fucking God, taxes everywhere. Taxes to put a car on the road, to get your license. to Like everything's taxed. And then they decide, oh, we're going to be nice and give you some back. Because we fucked your life up with this COVID lockdown, so we're going to give you some back. The healthcare. These people go on, oh, but they pay for our healthcare. No, 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 no. We pay for our healthcare. Get that through your heads. The government doesn't pay for it. We give them our money and they pay it. We're paying for our healthcare. 
I actually looked it up. The average that the Canadian government pays per person for healthcare per year is less than $8,000. Well, holy shit, give me that eight grand. I'll get a policy. Don't give me, I'll get a, actually, I'll get a hell of a good policy for a lot cheaper than eight grand. But it's not, the government doesn't pay for it. They don't have anything without us, the citizens. People need to understand that. They are supposed to work for us, not the other way around. Somehow, in time, we've stepped into the fucking twilight zone and all of a sudden we work for the government. It's not how it's supposed to be, people. This is what the people that are protesting are talking about. Because you're too blind or you just don't want to see it. I don't, my personal opinion, I think people have just gotten so afraid that they don't want to see the truth anymore. It's scaring them too much. But these people are standing up for your rights. This isn't about health. It just happens to be that the catalyst is the COVID. It just so happens to be that the way they've handled COVID is wrong. Period. Facts. Tons of facts. Literally tens and hundreds of thousands of medical professionals, researchers, doctors all agree the way governments like England, Germany, Canada... Australia, it's wrong. Everyone says, oh, but look at Australia. Give them a month. That virus didn't go anywhere. All you do when you lock people down is make their immunity worse. The virus is still waiting. It'll mutate. It's what they do. It's what they've always done. So to sit there and call people anti-maskers and, and that they're idiots because... They're doing something that you can't even realize is for you. And I hope to God people wake up and realize that before it is too late. Because there will come a time, because when the government takes stuff away, or adds taxes, whatever you want to call it, how often do we get it back? Never. How many politicians have said they're going to get rid of the HST? Pretty much everyone since it became in. None of the fuckers ever have done it. And if they take away more and more freedoms, do you really and honestly think you're going to get them back? If you do, man, you need help. So, Adam Skelly, he's the owner of the Adamson Barbecue in Toronto that everyone's been going on about. I want to give that guy a, a hero's welcome. He's standing up to the government. He's saying, what gives you the right to destroy my life? What gives you the right to come in and take my business and tell me that I can't do it when just down the road, a great big corporation can do exactly what I was doing, but on a massive scale? If you seriously think that what they're doing is right, for the love of God, please move to China. You'll fit in really well there. This is supposed to be a free country. Most of you missed the fact that when Canada passed, or sorry, Ontario passed Bill 218, which is the bill where you can't sue the government now for anything that they might have done wrong in regards to COVID. If your family member died because they couldn't get surgery done and they died as a direct result, doesn't matter, you can't sue. And if you had a lawsuit going through, it was quashed without, just gone. Two days after that got passed, and like I said before, why did they have to pass a law like that? If they're doing what's right and they've got the science and the facts to back it up, why did they need a law like that? But anyways, two days after they pass it, Doug Ford actually makes a very quick comment that a lot of people missed. And in that comment, his daily press briefing, he said he admitted, hey, we, we screwed up on our numbers. It doesn't look like the... These breaks, breakouts are actually coming from the restaurants and bars and the gyms. Wow. I didn't see the news covering that. Like You do everything else. Where is the facts? Where is the science? Where is the actual data that they're using to say that a restaurant, which has better controls than Costco, grocery stores, Walmarts, etc., that they're causing the spread? 
I've been asking to see it. And if, if I'm going to say it again, if someone out there knows where all that information is, please send me an email. CC front and center at live.com. I want to see it because to date I haven't, but I've heard an awful lot of people, including other politicians asking them for it. What are they hiding? People sit down and think between our federal government with Trudeau saying that he supports communism, that he thinks the pandemic is a great way to usher in Agenda 2030 and the Great Reset, with things that just don't make sense. More and more people are starting to wake up. They're starting to add things up and they're starting to realize this just doesn't make sense. And when you do that, it's like dominoes. Once you tip the one over, they're going to start falling and your eyeballs are going to get opened up. Right now, it's like you're all a bunch of, not you all, but a lot of people are they are members of a cult religion and they've been brainwashed or something. Do we need to protect people? Absolutely. So let's do quarantine, not lockdowns. Let's protect the people that are vulnerable. There's an amazing site that I use. And I'm going to put it out there because I'd love to everyone to go and use it. It's called OurWorldInData.org. It's not a political place. It's just the numbers about COVID. You can do it per capita, so it breaks it down so you can compare. Absolutely amazing place to get real numbers, real facts, real information. Go check it out. Anyways, been a blast. I was going to talk about a bunch of other stuff, but I've talked to you off for almost an hour now, so... Hopefully, hopefully you grabbed a drink or whatever and enjoyed it while we shot, sat and shot, shot. Wow, I wasn't drinking and I can't talk now. Hopefully you enjoyed it while we sat and shot the shit. Um, tomorrow morning, we are actually going to have Chris Sky. Um, if you know who Chris Sky is, he's one of the guys you see very constantly, right from the very beginning for the Freedom Rallies up in Toronto, Queen's Park. Um, he knows an awful lot of stuff about what's going on. Um and again, he's another one that people go, oh, he's an anti-masker, he's an idiot. He's a... No, you know what? Talk to this guy and you'll realize how smart he is, how much he really knows about what's going on, how much research he's done. He's not an anti-masker. People around him all the time wearing masks at these rallies. He couldn't care. Pro-choice. There's a difference between anti-maskers and pro-choice. But there's an awful lot of freedoms that are being attacked. People need to start waking up. Yes, we have to be cautious. Yes, there is a virus that's killing people. Yes, can't deny any of that. But at the same time, you can't ignore the fact we have government overreach. We have governments that are doing things that are illegal. And it needs to stop. We need to get united. The division needs to come to an end. Anyways, but everybody, it's been a pleasure, like always. And I hope to talk to you again real soon. Have a good one, everybody.